At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast. Presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornet Tivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, or the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after what is yet again another Silver Linings edition of the HHC as the Hornets fall for the eighth straight time, this time once again to the hands of the Miami Heat in South Beach. 132-115 final score as Charlotte led this one by two at the break and just could not hold on as Miami just exploded for 45 points in the third quarter. We'll go ahead and break this one down. We'll provide you with our silver linings. Plus, we have some pretty good news on the injury front for the most part. We also do have to update you on some other injuries with Cody Martin and Dennis Smith Jr. But the good news is that LaMelo Ball returned yesterday for the Purple and Teal. And helping me out here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast and making his maiden voyage with us here on the HHC. You hear him in the Queen City all the time on the flagship station, Sports Radio WFNZ. He's the host of Hornets Postgame. It is Willie Palachik. Willie P, good to have you, man. It's good to have you on the podcast. And it's a good thing we didn't scare you away after last night's loss. Uh, good to be with you, Rob. And yeah, you know, I, I understand that there might have been some high hopes uh, after what happened uh, last night with the ball coming back. I do feel like this is still a work in progress and we did see enough from the positive to let us know that this is going to be something that I feel like has a turnaround in it. Certainly looks like it'll turn around eventually, and yesterday was a big stepping stone from that. So let's go ahead and get into a little bit of a recap of this one, Will, as this one was really even for the first quarter and a half, two quarters or so, as LaMelo made his return for the first time in the regular season this year. He was kind of on a little bit of a minutes restriction. That's what head coach Steve Clifford said before the game even started. He ended up playing what ended up being 28 minutes. He finished with 15 points, six rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Three-point shooting wasn't quite there. We'll get to that in our third segment here on the HHC today, but overall, he was in the starting lineup. He did go out there and provide a little bit of a boost, even hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter to put the Hornets within one. Uh, Charlotte made it a 59-57 lead going 
into the locker room at halftime. Kelly Oubre had 15 points in the first half. Terry Rozier had 14 points in the first half as well. And then we get to that third quarter where, well, I can't really quite put my finger on it, Will, but we'll get to it here in a minute. But the Heat put up 45 points in the third quarter. They were making everything. Made their first 11 shots in the quarter alone. Miami went 16-21 from the field, 6-9 beyond the arc, and 7-8 from the free throw line. And Charlotte ended up winning the fourth quarter by a tally of 31-30. to But at that point, it was just a little too late as, again, the Heat put up 45 points in the third quarter led it 102 to 84 after three frames and Will, I kind of went back and forth on this while I was watching the game. I couldn't quite tell if it was bad defense from Charlotte or just hot shooting from Miami. I think it ended up being a combination of the both. Yeah, I think it was kind of a mix. You know, anytime a team scores 45 in a quarter, it has to be, you know, by a lot of their own merit. But I also feel like from, from Charlotte's aspect, this has unfortunately been something that's been a bit of a bugaboo for them from a scoring standpoint because, you know, I went back and looked at the numbers, the Hornets, this was a stat that they actually were rather good in a year ago, and even over the last couple of years. The third quarter was always kind of their money quarter. They led the entire NBA a year ago in third quarter points per game. They're now down on the bottom five of that stat in the NBA, 25th coming in. So not only are they having problems scoring in the third quarter, but now we're seeing them kind of give up some of those points while their uh, points surrendered in the third quarter aren't necessarily as high as, say, a 45-point average would be. Uh, you do have to wonder kind of where that third-quarter performance came from. They were 16-41 overall. They had a bunch of that coming in the third quarter. Uh, they had no answer for Max Struess, and they also didn't really have an answer for Bam on a buy underneath. He had 24 points and 15 rebounds in this contest. And for whatever reason, Gabe Vincent decided to have, you know, one of the games of his life, 20 points off the bench as well. And I think something that we will see – be more representative of the Hornets is that all these players who've had to play larger roles will, when these players get back off of injury, whether that's DSJ, whether that's a Lamella ball, you will see maybe the more cream of the crop of the bench be more showcased in a higher fashion. And you'll see some of those 40 to 50 bench point totals that we're seeing some of these other teams bring in here. That's the one thing that I feel like has been the biggest part is that it's not that the Hornets don't have good players. It's just they don't really have enough when they're not at full strength. You had a Heat team that scored 38 points off the bench, and while the Hornets had 45 off the bench, a lot of that came from guys uh, after the game was already very much uh, no longer in doubt. So I think from that aspect, you're seeing a team that is still trying to get itself acclimated after LaMelo Ball comes back in. I think Terry Rozier is a little bit in that situation as well. Once you get a representative three to five games, everybody's somewhat back at full strength, then you're really going to see the true definition of what this Hornet squad's going to be. Yeah, well, you brought up some pretty good points there. And one other person to key in on from Miami side of things last night was Max Struess, who was just a couple points short of a career high. He finished with 31 points. I remember in the 2020-2021 season, Max Strews had a really big game against Charlotte, and it was kind of like, who is who is this guy that came off the bench and just blew him out? Oh, I remember the exact I remember the exact game you're talking about. I remember the exact game you're talking about because I'm sitting there at Spectrum Center, and I'm like, who the heck is this dude? Like, how in the world is this guy who, like, I've never heard of putting up the kind of points that he is against the Hornets? And uh, he hasn't stopped really since then, and uh, he's now – very much a known quantity and uh, still unfortunately a bed bug for Charlotte. 
for some reason, he just ends up being that kind of guy that has Charlotte's number for whatever reason. And he had it last night. He finishes with a game-high 31 points. Four out of the five starters were in double figures for Miami. Gabe Vincent, like you mentioned, with those 20 points off the bench, really shouldering the load for that second unit. There were a couple of bright spots in there, and we'll get to that here in a few moments, of course, with our silver lining segment. But at the end of the day, Will, I think some of the points that you brought up were really good. After the game, head coach Steve Clifford talked about the defense and what happened there throughout the contest. Well, I was really pleased watching the film the other night with the things that we did. Tonight, the first quarter, not great, a bad start, but the second quarter, very good. You know, I felt good at halftime, and I thought we kind of had, you know, we, we had control of things. And in the third quarter, obviously, a, a lot of it was them. But, you know, you got to be able to get into your guy to a certain degree. You can't – all the space they had on every catch, you can't play defense like that. And that's – used to be three out to win. You could have a couple guys like that. You could scheme it up. Guys have to be able to at least make it hard a little bit so you can help. And it, it was blow by, blow by. The other thing that we did as well as all year, the other night we protected the rim. Guys were coming early. We had a lot of good verticality plays. And tonight we were really late the whole game. That started in the first half. So those are areas where – you know, you're not going to be good teams consistently. You know, we could be 500 or something like that, but it's just not a team defense that you can win with. Coach Clifford not happy with the defensive effort yesterday, and of course we'll get into the injury report here later on in the, in today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast as well. But the one thing that should be of note from last night's game is the fact that the Hornets were without Gordon Hayward once again. They were without Dennis Smith Jr., who rolled his ankle in overtime at the end of the game Thursday in Miami. He tried to warm up, just couldn't go. He was listed as questionable, got downgraded to out. Based on what we saw, especially in that third quarter from Miami, it would have been nice to have Dennis Smith Jr. in the lineup last night. He would have been able to at least hopefully try to limit what Miami was able to do from beyond the arc there in the third quarter. Yeah, one of your best perimeter defenders. And I think his defense has been highly underrated. You look back to... Uh, that Hornet victory over the Golden State Warriors where he basically was all up in Steph Curry's grill in that final possession. There were plenty of other opportunities where we've seen Dennis Smith Jr. show the kind of tenacity as an on-ball defender, and that just makes the rest of the defense that much better. Not that there's no will from this team overall. It's just it takes a particular skill to be able to do what DSJ does on the defense and the perimeter and do it without fouling. You even saw LaMelo, you know, he got into foul trouble early. P.J. Washington has gotten into foul trouble lately, also got into foul trouble again last night. So it is a situation where I think the Hornets are pressing a little bit on defense. I don't feel like this is their true identity from what Steve Clifford is wanting to do. I know that from the three-point defense standpoint, they were very, very good at that early in the year. In fact, I think that was one of the token things through the first six games we looked at and said, you know, this is a team that gave up as many threes as anybody else in the NBA a year ago. And that was something that in the uh, in the early part of the season, we looked at and said that was a major improvement. Unfortunately, it started to regress back to what it kind of looked like a little bit at times last year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you are dealing with significant numbers. You're also dealing with significant game load. They just got off of their second three and four game stretch they had to play six and eight so fatigue is definitely a factor especially when your depth numbers are not as as uh where they want to be so i do feel like from the hornet standpoint uh their defense will get better when they get a guy like dsj back when they get Lamelo more integrated in the defensive coverages and also even a guy like gordon hayward who i think also has that kind of veteran presence to be able to defend without fouling and also be very much a leader and and 
have guys accountable in the locker room and on the floor. Once again, the Hornets fall last night by a final of 132 to 115. A couple of other notable stats to look at for the Hornets. It was a team-high 22 from Terry Rozier. Kelly Oubre was hitting the 20-point mark for the second time in as many nights, and LaMelo Ball had 15 in his return. Nick Richards also in double figures with 15 as well. We'll go ahead and get you set with our silver linings. That comes your way next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo and Will Palachik of Sports Radio WFNZ, postgame host of the Hornets postgame show on Sports Radio WFNZ, of course, the flagship here in the Queen City for your Charlotte Hornets. We're with you here today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. And, Will, it's time now for our silver linings. How this works is, well, in a loss, there's always something to look at that is positive. There were a couple of positives last night. So when it comes to silver linings, we pick a player who was your silver lining. So as the guest of honor, I always defer to the guest. So with that said, who was your silver lining from last night's loss? You know, we we mentioned a couple of guys. The guy that I keep coming back to is just Nick Richards. I'm continuing to love what he brings to the table. And I know that there are some people who are pushing for him to have to get starters minutes. I think Mason Plumlee has made that assignment a lot more difficult to decipher with a couple of double doubles in a row. I know he didn't necessarily have the best night on Saturday, but Richards with with 15 off the bench, five rebounds, six of seven from the field, and also made his free throws, three of three from the free throw line. He's somebody who I continue to love, watch, develop. I know that when it comes to big men, you always got to wait a little bit longer with those guys. But he continues to be somebody who I look at and say, anytime he has a good game, I have to give it some recognition. Hello the other way. Behind the back dribble at the three-point arc. Fakes the three. Gives Jalen McDaniels right back to LaMelo. Behind the back for Richards for the lay-in. Oh, my goodness. LaMelo ball. A little razzle-dazzle. And the Hornets cut it to 14. Nick Richards on the recipient of that highlight there from LaMelo Ball, and that's going to lead me to my silver lining from last night's game, and I know LaMelo didn't have the best of games. He had 15 points, 6 of 17 from the field, not the greatest of shooting, 1 for 9 behind the arc. Again, not very good. 6 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have those 5 fouls. He picked up his third foul early in the second quarter at the 8.59 mark and had to sit for a while, and again, I don't know if that would have been a factor one way or the other, considering that he was kind of on a minutes restriction, according to head coach Steve Clifford, but regardless, he did have to go to the bench, did have to sit. It's just the fact that he is just, I know he's an all-star. I know he is your franchise cornerstone, but the way that this team looked like in the first half just looked night and day compared to where they've been the last couple of weeks. It's just the energy he brings, the the pace of play that he brings, just the mentality that he has. He makes everybody on the floor that much better, and that's why he's my silver lining from last night's game. You mentioned the minutes restriction, Rob. You know, 28 minutes he played. That doesn't sound like much of a restriction to me. I mean, I understand that he probably didn't play the lengthy stretches that you would normally expect from him. And I don't think anybody expected him to go 40 tonight. But the fact that you got 28 minutes out of him, I think that's got to be a victory out of you because I do feel like the biggest thing that is going to be the thing that you have to overcome if you are Lamella Ball, it's a conditioning situation right now because 
you have missed a significant amount of time from where the preseason was and where the ramp up was. And I do feel like that's going to be the one thing to kind of get yourself uh, at least back. That That's when we will really know LaMelo is back when he's able to play, you know, 35, 40 minutes, play long stretches, play those long 10 to 12 minute stretches without needing a rest, without getting that ankle kind of bulky. That's the uh, the real key and real test of when things will be really fully back for Dumero Uno. Again, LaMelo Ball, my silver lining, Willie P's silver lining, Nick Richards from last night's loss, the Hornets fall 132-115. to 115. And as always, we can just turn the page on this one, burn the film, watch the film and learn from it, close the book on it, whatever analogy you want to use as we move on. And we look forward to tomorrow's game in Orlando. And, of course, we will have a preview of that one for you here on the Hornets Hivecast. That will come your way tomorrow, of course. But we still got one more segment here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We talked about LaMelo Ball's return from injury. We also got some other injury update news from last night. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Buzz City, it's time to bring the Hive alive once again. Individual tickets and season ticket plans for the 2022-2023 season are now on sale. Be here when Charlotte finally returns home from a three-game road trip on Wednesday, November 16th. Your Hornets will take on the Indiana Pacers at 7 p.m. Secure your seats now at Hornets.com or through the Hornets mobile app. Rob Longo and Will Palachik of Sports Radio WFNZ putting a button on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always presented by Senta. And Will, we got to talk about some injury news that came down late Friday night. It was something that maybe something that we didn't really expect a whole lot, but it was in regards to Cody Martin. Cody Martin, of course, has only played literally one minute of the regular season this year, and that came in San Antonio before he re-aggravated a knee injury. So with all that said, Cody has been out. It was a knee injury. It was tendinopathy, which is a fancy word for jumper's knee. If you want me to explain jumper's knee, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to explain it either. But with that said, he was sitting out, and then it turned into some quad soreness, and then he became questionable a couple times on the injury report and was always downgraded to out. So then we finally learned on Friday that Cody Morton had to undergo an arthroscopic procedure in his left knee. It was as part of a ramp up to play from his left quad soreness, he underwent an MRI. It revealed a cartilage issue. So they went in there, they cleaned it up on that arthroscopic surgery on Friday. So he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. He will be reevaluated in four weeks. So with that said, we don't know what the specific timeline is. It all depends on his recovery, how his body reacts to the surgery and all that stuff. But again, certainly a blow to the Hornets who, Resigned Cody Martin. He was one of the big free agent signings this offseason. He was a restricted free agent. Hornets brought him back. He was the sixth man last year. Came off the bench as the first player pretty much every game last season. Was really good in that role. Played in 71 games last year. Averaged almost eight points, four rebounds. Had a couple steals in there. And prior to the acquisition of Dennis Smith Jr., he was probably, arguably, one of the best defenders on this team. So I know we got some other injury news to get to. One of those, of course, is Dennis Smith Jr., but just wanted to get your thoughts on this update from Cody Martin, Will, because, again, the Hornets, we've seen them through the first handful of games so far, have to have life without Cody Martin. Now we just know it's a little bit more of an extended window moving forward with that four-week recovery at least. Well, I think the encouraging thing about this is that we now kind of finally know what it is, because I think for a lot of people, they would see the left quad and they would see the constant change in his status and they would wonder, okay, really what ends up happening? And it, it turns out that it was more complicated than just the quad injury and the fact that they were able to finally go in there with the MRI and see, okay, you know, we need to do a scope here. We need to make things happen. That at least gives Cody a more defined time to get back. 
It is a significant loss for the Hornets, though, because he is somebody who uh, is very, very key to what they wanted to do on defense. It's part of the reason why Steve Clifford and and Cody Martin kind of looked at as as almost kind of a, a symbiotic relationship when it comes to those guys, because he is a defensive-minded head coach, and he is the Hornets' best defender overall. So it is a significant loss, but I think the Hornets do have adequate means to try and at least replace him in tandem, while you can't replace the singularity when it comes to that defender they will have to try to figure out a way to at least replace his productivity in the interim. And it's kind of a good segue to how the Hornets have been able to replace that defensive production, and that's been a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. Just phenomenal defense. He referenced it in the first segment about how he was just sticking to Steph Curry in that last possession in regulation in that overtime win against Golden State. I think I'm going, I told Sam the other day on the podcast, I'm going to relive that possession in my mind for probably the entire season because it was just such great defense. It was phenomenal defense. Anytime Steph Curry has the ball in his hands, you think it's going to go in and it nearly almost did. But the way that Dennis Smith Jr. made him work was just phenomenal stuff. People are already talking about Dennis Smith Jr.'s potential All-NBA defense, the way that he's been able to play here through the first 14 or so games. And, of course, he's missed a handful because of some ankle injuries. He rolled his ankle earlier this season, and it was kind of up in the air if he was going to be out long-term or not. Did miss a little bit of time, but he was able to come back and gut it out, of course. And then he did roll his ankle again on Thursday in Miami. Just a weird sequence where he was trying to throw an outlet pass and came down on someone's foot and just... Kind of tweaked it from there, and of course, like I mentioned, was questionable heading into last night's game. Just could not go, and was downgraded to out. But talking to Steve Clifford before the game in his pregame availability, he mentioned he doesn't foresee it being something long-term, which is the good news. He said he couldn't see it being an issue for Dennis moving forward after last night's game and Monday's game in Orlando. So hopefully we will see what the injury report says for tomorrow's game, but maybe we'll see DSJ in Orlando on Monday. And if not, hopefully we see him Wednesday against the Indiana Pacers. But again, at the end of the day, because Cody Martin was out, DSJ was certainly a missing piece defensively last night against Miami. He certainly was, Rob. And and one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing is DSJ and LaMelo on the floor together. Because I think one of the things that's really great that you can unlock with LaMelo is his catch-and-shoot ability, and I think Dennis Smith's ability to drive and create, I think will allow LaMelo Ball to have a lot more opportunities to, to showcase his scoring, where he doesn't have to feel like he has to be the assist man every time, and I think that's going to be very, very big for him. But the defensive part is just as mammoth, because that Steph Curry example that we like to reference is not the only time we reference his defense. Dennis Smith Jr. is putting together the kind of start to this season that is making him talked about in many NBA circles as a potential NBA comeback player of the year. It's incredibly early in this season. I'm not trying to sit here and put that type of expectation on him, but that is how eye-opening this has been. And he's somebody who literally was kind of left for dead by a lot of franchises, and people kind of wondered if he was just somebody who was a doomed player. Well, he's having a very high contribution, and I think you know Sam says it a lot on the broadcasts, and I say it a lot as well. Where would this team be without Dennis Smith Jr.? I, I shudder to think about that answer, Rob. Yeah, it would be hard to even envision if they maybe even had three wins at this point just because of all the injuries. He's been really the cog in a machine that has kept them going without guys like Cody Martin and Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball for those extended absences. And it's one of those things where it's just a feel-good story. Everybody's excited for him. Everybody across the league is like, wow, I'm really happy that DSJ has been really able to put this 
kind of season together already. And unfortunately, you know, he has had to endure a couple of injuries and that's just kind of the microcosm of the season for the Hornets as a whole, because they've had to endure all of these injuries in total with that said. So one person we did get back from injury last night though, of course, was LaMelo Ball. And we talked about it a couple of times here already. 28 minutes, the three-point shooting was certainly not there. One and nine from beyond the arc. But when I look at it, and of course I mentioned it in the silver lining segment too, is he just makes his team that much better. He doesn't have to shoot the ball nine times. He doesn't have to shoot the ball 17 times from the floor like he did last night. He just has to be out there, and he just has to have a presence. And that's the biggest thing that I take away from last night's game. The three-point shooting is going to come around. You looked at it two seasons ago during his rookie year where he had the wrist surgery. The three-point shot was not there when he came back. Then you go back to last season as well where he missed a little bit of time here and there as, as well. So, again, it's he goes through these slumps when he's coming back from injury. And it's just like one of those things, too, where you look at what Terry Rozier did when he initially came back from his ankle injury. He exploded the other night. And it was one of those things that I think was kind of an anomaly. It's kind of outside the average. Sam Farber talks about it a lot on the broadcast is it usually takes two games for someone to really get going. You kind of give that first game as a let's see where we are. Let's see where the conditioning is, and we'll go from there. I'm not saying that was LaMelo Ball last night, but I'm also not saying that he played his best. So, again, Orlando on Monday will hopefully be a better indication of where he is, but for a season debut for a guy that hasn't really played organized basketball or played at game speed for six weeks, I don't think you can be mad about it. And you can definitely tell the difference of the way the entire team looks when LaMelo's out there. And that's one of the things I really got out of Sam during Saturday night's postgame show is that, you know, the pace is always going to be different when LaMelo's on the floor. And there's just another guy to account for. Like you you have an all-world scorer and assist man to have to account for. That makes everybody around him better just naturally, just by his presence. So as a result, I do feel like it is going to be a bit of a work in progress. You mentioned the fact that there's obviously from the the standpoint of the Hornets wanting to get him back and get him integrated in a very, very big way. But I do feel like it is going to be a matter of time that we start seeing those shots get hit, whether it's, you know, from 20 feet or 25 or 30, if he ends up trying to do those logo shots too. I think it's very much a thing for, for the Hornets to really look out for and make sure that they, they try to save them a lot from himself too, because I do feel like as anybody wants to, when they get back, they want to try to push it. I know Steve Clifford as a veteran head coach is not going to try to put too much on his plate this early in his season. So I'm very curious to see what the minute load looks like on Monday night against Orlando. When LaMelo Ball returns, it means there's certainly brighter days ahead, even though it was a 132-115 to 115 loss in Miami last night. Will Plogic, the postgame host of Hornets Postgame on the flagship sports radio WFNZ. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to get you on the podcast today, and I had so much fun. Why don't we do it again tomorrow? Let's do it, Rob. Appreciate it. And thanks all of you for tuning in as well. For Will Palachik, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. We'll have your game preview of Hornets versus Orlando tomorrow on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.